Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we continue the spooky month with Prime's Totally Killer. I'd like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Basically, I'm living that movie right now, which is how I know there's going to be a murder tonight. (laughs) Hate time travel movies. They never make any sense. Your friends were murdered 35 years ago. It's not 1987 anymore. Stay safe, honey. I love you. Excuse me, what year is it? 1987. Oh my god. I know. The 80s are almost over and I haven't even tried coke yet. (laughs) This is a creepy ass cabin in the middle of nowhere. What's the big deal? There is a murderer on the loose and you drove us into the woods. (gasps) Oh my god! What? I forgot to bring vodka. I need to stop all this horror before it happens. When the infamous Sweet 16 killer returns 35 years after his first murder spree to claim another victim, 17-year-old Jamie accidentally travels back in time to 1987, determined to stop the killer before he can start. Written by the team of David Madelon, Sasha Pearl Raver, and Jen D'Angelo, and directed by Nanachka Khan, Totally Killer stars Kiernan Shipka as Jamie, Olivia Holt as Pam Miller, Charlie Gillespie as teen Blake Hughes, Lachlan Monroe as adult Blake Hughes, Troy Leanne Johnson as teen Lauren Creston and features Liana Liberato, Kelsey Mawima, Steffi Chin Salvo, Anna Diaz, Ella Choi, Jeremy Monjanger, Nathaniel Apia, Jonathan Potts, Randall Park, and Julie Bowen. Now, don't you worry if you completely missed this movie. I did, but recently when I was scrolling around on Prime to find a horror movie to watch, I just had to do it. Horror comedies are always a good time to me, whether it's Happy Death Day, Shaun of the Dead, The Final Girls, Poultrygeist, or really anything from Troma for that matter, there's an inherent fun that comes with an over-the-top slasher film with a ton of comedy splashed all over it. Story-wise, well, they say it in the movie, it's back to the future with a slasher angle. There's some ridiculous science fiction here that makes no sense, some fish-out-of-the-water pieces with a Gen Zer going back to the peak 80s, and some pretty gory kills. There's a ton of familiarity in the movie, but there's nothing overtly bad. For an hour and 46 minutes, you'll either be really into this movie like I was, or you won't care in the least. Acting-wise, it is really fun watching Kiernan Shipka, aka Netflix's Sabrina the Teenage Witch, play a run-of-the-mill Gen Zer, interact with children of the 80s, and the hilarity that it would ensue. She does a great job of being sarcastically shocked by the way people talked and acted back in the day, while simultaneously trying to save their future fates. Of course, Julie Bowen and Randall Park dominate when they're on the screen, but there are some of the younger actors who struggle not to use modern slang, which frustrated me a couple of times. Specifically, let's go. Overall, Totally Killer is a really fun, free movie that is worth watching. The kills are done well enough, and the laughter from the uncomfortable moments are really worth your time. It's not going to blow your socks off at any point, but its great runtime and comedic slash slasher moments make this movie a should watch, especially if you're on the fence or can't find something that's jumping out at you. I give Totally Killer a B+. 
Well, it's officially fall and the weather is cold out, but there's no reason that you shouldn't look hot. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's just say it's going to be a trailer-heavy episode. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. Let's start it off with A24's The Iron Claw. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing could ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. We're here to restore justice to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us. The hands that will deliver the iron claw to you. I love your family, Kevin. I need to think about my family. Your job is to wrestle. Live up to that deal or we are through. The Bonner will forever be the greatest family in the history of wrestling. The Iron Claw is the true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Through tragedy and triumph, under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage of sports. The Iron Claw stars Zac Efron as Kevin, Jeremy Allen White as Carrie, Harris Dickinson as David, Stanley Simmons as Mike, and AEW World Heavyweight Champion Maxwell Jacob Friedman as Lance. The Iron Claw hits theaters on on December 22nd. In upcoming projects, it was announced that Zelda Williams, daughter of Robin Williams, will be making her feature directorial debut with a horror comedy titled Lisa Frankenstein, working from a screenplay written by Diablo Cody. Set in 1989, the film has the following synopsis. A coming-of-rage love story from acclaimed writer Diablo Cody about a misunderstood teenager and her high school crush, who happens to be a handsome corpse. After a set of playfully horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a murderous journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts along the way. Lisa Frankenstein stars Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse, alongside Carla Gugino, Lisa Soberano, Joe Crest, and Henry Eikenberry. Lisa Frankenstein will reach theaters on February 9th of 2024. Over in the land of DC, a bombshell report from Variety came out that alleges multiple acts of strife on the $250 million film Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It's not like you coming here digging into my business and getting into my life. People from Atlantis tell me to do this, now you say do that. I want to be left alone. Documents from Amber Heard's therapist, Dr. Don Hughes, were released that described a hostile work environment for Aquaman 2, citing that an allegedly intoxicated Jason Momoa dressed up like Johnny Depp, who tried to have Heard fired off the film. Heard's continued participation in the film has been part of an online debate since her highly publicized court case against Johnny Depp. Depp's defenders called for the film's director, James Wan, to delete her scenes, though it sounds like they weren't going to do it. The notes say, quote, Jason said he wanted me fired. 
Jason drunk, late on set, dressing like Johnny, has all the rings too. Momoa's reps declined to comment, but a DC spokesperson came to the director's defense saying, quote, Jason Momoa conducted himself in a professional manner at all times on the set of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Other crew members also refuted her claims, adding, quote, Jason works his ass off, likes to have a beer once in a while like everyone, but doesn't show up drunk to set. Meanwhile, an insider from the London set said, quote, and he isn't dressing like Johnny Depp, he always dressed in that bohemian style. Dr. Hughes's notes also had comments concerning James Wan saying, quote, he raised his voice at me. I can't even post about Aquaman, made it like it was my fault. I said, I'm sorry. Nobody could take selfies with me on a set given blackout. There were concerns with Heard playing the character of Mera back when Aquaman came out and rumors that Wan wanted to remove her from the film due to a lack of chemistry with Momoa. Wan had even sent a letter to Heard's attorney about letting her go. It was also rumored that the decision was made for them when Heard's former boyfriend Elon Musk sent a, quote, scorched earth letter to the studio threatening to, quote, burn the house down if Heard didn't return for Aquaman 2. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom releases on December 20th of 2023. During a recent interview with BBC Radio, legendary actor Michael Caine has confirmed that The Great Escaper will be his last film, saying, quote, I keep saying I'm going to retire. Well, I am now. I figured I've had a picture where I've played the lead and had incredible reviews. What am I going to do that will beat this? He went on to say, I'm bloody 90 now and I can't walk properly and all that. The Great Escaper follows Michael Caine, who plays Bernard Jordan, as he escapes from his care home to attend the 70th anniversary of the D-Day landings in France. Moving to the small screen, we officially have our first trailer for Invincible Season 2. We all remember that day. For some, the pain will never fade. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be my dad. What if that happens? What if I become him and I don't even know it? I need to do more. I can save lives. Put me back out there. Mark isn't like other Viltramites. He's a good guy. Dinner tonight. Go save the world, Invincible. You're way too good for me! Who are you? I call me the Shapesmith. <laughs> There's an infinite number of dimensions. And I was born with the ability to access all of them. Shut it down, or I take it down. Make us. You have no idea how much I wanted you to say that. It's about it then, I'ma let it out! Your powers don't make you a hero. They make you dangerous. Make him pay for what he did to your world. The last 20 years of my life have been a lie. You want this back? Come and get it. Wrong choice, asshole. I need revenge. So arrogant, just like your father. People of Earth, the more you resist, the worse this gets. And if you think you can stop us, don't forget, I'm... Based on the 
groundbreaking comic by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. The story revolves around 18-year-old Mark Grayson, who's just like every other guy his age, except his father is, or was, the most powerful superhero on the planet. Still reeling from Nolan's betrayal in season one, Mark struggles to rebuild his life as he faces a host of new threats, all while battling his greatest fear that he might become his father without even knowing it. Invincible star Stephen Ewan as Grayson, J.K. Simmons as Nolan, Sandra Oh as Debbie, and also features Zazie Beetz, Walter Goggins, Gillian Jacobs, Zachary Quinto, Seth Rogen, and more. The first half of Invincible Season 2 arrives on Prime on November 3rd. Over at Paramount Plus, we received a trailer for the next special event film from South Park, South Park Joining the Panderverse. It's a brand new exclusive event with all your favorite South Park characters. There's Cartman. I had explosive diarrhea all night. Stan. Dude, school is going to be so awesome today. Butters! Oh, hamburgers. And oh my god, they killed Kenny! I like big boobs. How does this even make any sense? It makes perfect sense. I think the problem is you. South Park, new exclusive event streaming October 27th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Cartman's deeply disturbing dreams pretend the end of the life he knows and loves. The adults in South Park are also wrestling with their own life decisions as the advent of AI is turning their world upside down. South Park joining the Panderverse finds the South Park crew becoming different genders, ages, and races, charting new territory for the crude and calculating animated powerhouse. South Park joining the Panderverse premieres on Paramount Plus on October October 27th. The next small screen trailer worth taking a look at is Apple TV Plus's Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Monarch was there in San Francisco. When the whole city was coming down, these guys were taking pictures like they'd been waiting for it. You think that your father was working for them? This stuff wasn't a safe. Who are they? What's Monarch? This is the world we live in. Monsters are an inescapable reality. Those files belong to us, and they are more important than you could possibly imagine. This is gonna give me nightmares. Now you can choke down that monarch lie. It's about your father disappearing. <laughs> or we can find out what really happened. Before it's too late. This world, it's not ours. Believe me. It's so much more vast than we could possibly imagine. These monsters and Monarch have taken everything from me. The world is on fire. If you want to save millions of lives, we can use some help. Following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking revelation that monsters are real, Monarch Legacy of Monsters tracks two siblings following in their father's footsteps to uncover their family's connection to the secretive organization known as Monarch. Clues lead them into the world of monsters and ultimately down the rabbit hole to Army Officer Lee Shaw, taking place in the 1950s and half a century later, where Monarch is threatened by what Shaw knows. Monarch Legacy of Monsters stars Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell, Anna Sawai, Kiersey 
Clemens, Ren Watabe, Mary Yamamoto, Anders Holm, Joe Tippett, and Eliza Lazowski. The series will premiere on Apple TV Plus on November 17th, with the first two episodes, followed by one episode every Friday through January 12th. And the final small screen trailer we're taking a look at is Showtime's The Curse. This isn't your typical home-flipping show. My homes are reflecting the local community. <laughs> and we're husband and wife. This is Cameron. <laughs> so what could go wrong? <laughs> Let's grab a quick shot of you um, giving money to that little girl over there. We're doing good here. We are good people. Thank you. We're really good. Got it. What is that? That's nothing. This is, you don't need to see this. Why did you snatch back the money? Why didn't you just give her the hundred? I was gonna buy six of them for $20. I curse you. What did she say? Things have been a little weird. I just need some place. This thing that you're doing right now, it's helping the community. It's immune to criticism. Whitney has a moral issue with something that's happening. We just toss it away. This doesn't make sense. Hi. Hi. Um, is everything okay? Maybe this is all happening for a reason. Everyone will get to see who you really are. You know you can tell me anything, right? Of course. Newly married couple Whitney and Asher are convinced they're helping to build communities and save lives by developing eco-friendly homes for Philanthropy, their socially conscious new reality show. But behind every on-camera renovation lies a path of off-camera destruction when a hostile makeover, a healthy dose of unreality, and a pair of oblivious outsiders collide. The series stars Emma Stone and Canadian comedian Nathan Fielder, best known for his series Nathan For You and The Rehearsal, and also features Oscar nominee Barkhad Abdi, best known for his villainous turn in Captain Phillips, as well as Corbin Burnson and Constance Shulman. The series is set to premiere on streaming and on demand for all Showtime and Paramount Plus subscribers on Friday, November 10th. In other upcoming small screen projects, Deadline is reporting that Suits creator Aaron Korsh is actively developing a new Suits series for NBC Universal. The series is not expected to be a revival or a reboot of Suits, and won't necessarily be a spin-off either, but rather a new series taking place in the same universe. It's expected that it will feature new characters and take place in a new location, with Deadline hearing that Los Angeles is the location being considered. Deals are still in the process of being negotiated, but the project is expected to be fast-tracked once everything is worked out. Over at Netflix, Variety is reporting that the streamer is developing a limited series based on the life and times of U.S. President John F. Kennedy. According to sources, Netflix views the JFK series as an American version of The Crown, the acclaimed historical drama about the reign of Queen Elizabeth II. The series will be based on Frederick Logoval's JFK coming of age in the American century 1917 to 1956, which is the first installment of a two-volume Kennedy biography. Deadline is reporting that Miramax has come out the winner of the 
bidding war for the upcoming Halloween TV series, and that they have secured a wide-ranging deal with Trankus to develop and co-produce a Halloween TV series, which also includes a first-look agreement on other television projects for the international marketplace. Since the announcement of the detail, no details about the project have been revealed about how the TV series is going to be approaching the story of iconic mask serial killer Michael Myers. Over at Disney, it was announced that all of the creative team behind Daredevil Born Again have officially been fired, and the project is entering retooling. According to The Hollywood Reporter, head writers Chris Ord and Matt Corman crafted a legal procedural that did not resemble the Netflix version of the show, known for its action and violence. Charlie Cox didn't even show up in costume until the fourth episode, and Marvel, after greenlighting the concept, found itself needing to rethink the original intention of the show. Actor Vincent D'Onofrio, who's reprising his role of Wilson Fisk in the new series, took to X to comment on the news. He said, quote, We are going to bring forward the best series we can, one we can be proud of. Every cool project I've been involved with has evolved constantly during pre-production, production, and post. It's just reported on these days as if it's big news. It's not. It's simply a bunch of creatives doing their best to get it right. It's a constant in this business. I wouldn't have it any other way. Frankly, I'd be worried if we were settling for less. And finally, we end today on some pretty big news. During a stand-up set taking place in Boston, Jerry Seinfeld was asked what he thought of the Seinfeld finale. Instead of answering the question, Seinfeld said this. You know, like what? The ending of the show. Well, I have a little secret for you about the ending. But I can't really tell it. Because it is a secret. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen. That has to do with that ending. The Seinfeld gang have reunited before, notably on Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm, where the seventh season of the HBO series involved a multi-episode arc in which Larry David got the cast back together to craft a new series finale. The show within a show revealed that Elaine had a daughter with Jerry as the sperm donor, and that George had made a fortune developing iToilet, an app which directed users to the nearest acceptable public restroom, but lost it all in a Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, yeah, so uh, the first thing you want to do if you see the killer is run. Remember, avoid the knife, keep your life. <laughs>